Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley. I am your host, as always. And today I have uh, I have a very exciting guest because he's doing some of the stuff that we talk about on this show all the time. He's actually putting it into practice, and he's creating an incredibly valuable tool that ranges a whole plethora of buzzwords. Um, but he, one of the few companies that I think is actually making good on those, and this is uh, Joseph D'Souza from Pro Navigator. Joseph, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Thanks so much, Ryan. I, I really look uh, forward to our discussion. I'm sure it's going to be exciting. You know, I was telling a recent marketing friend of ours, he was like, who should I be following? Who should I, you know, learn about insurance and insure tech? And I said, just watch Ryan Henley's videos or listen to his podcast. He's like, the, I think the Gary V of the, of the insurance space. So really excited to be to be on here and, and uh, looking forward to our discussion. Well, that's about as nice a thing as you could say to me. I am uh, I am a huge fan of Gary Vee and uh, I certainly don't deserve that, but I appreciate it and I like sucking up to the host. That makes a lot. I really enjoy that. So um, let's get into it, man. So so you are our uh, founder of Pro Navigator. Uh, do you co-founders or are you the primary founder of the company? I'm the primary founder, yes. Well, okay. But we do have some insurance specific. We had actually an ex-actuary who was uh, one of our key founding members at the time when we started and um, really a team of advisors and more importantly, our clients who yeah. kind of shape the way the product is built and, and make sure it's useful. But yes, I am the, I am the sole founder. And your product was uh, your company what you're trying to do, and, and we're going to get into all the specifics as we go here, but uh, just to give everyone um, kind of a, a foundation, I was turned on to, to ProNav uh, and you by Jeff Roy, uh, and everyone who's listening knows Jeff Roy, knows um, his uh, how deep he digs into technology tools, and he actually emailed me one day and said, dude, if ProNav isn't on your radar, it needs to be. That was probably about two years ago, two, maybe a year and a half. I can't really remember the first time we chatted. Um, and, you know, I think I reached out to you and we've been talking back and forth about a bunch of different stuff. Um, so it's been fun to kind of see uh, what you're building evolve and and really turn into the thing that you, you know, pit, were pitching or were talking about, you know, two, two plus years ago. Um but it's just it's it's just exciting. So so maybe let's let's do this in reverse order of what I thought we would talk about. Let, let's talk a little bit. T- tell me about ProNav. Like like where did this come from? How did you get? You know where did this idea come from for you to start this company? And what exactly does it do? Yeah, absolutely. And you know I I started this company out of personal frustration. So back in I'm going to say April 2016, I remember very vividly. I had a call with my insurance carrier, my former insurance carrier. And I was kept on hold for an hour and 35 minutes. And I just, I remember this so clearly because I, I was on hold and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna cut this off. But I said, let's see how long this actually takes. And I took a screenshot at the end of the conversation. So I have that with me. I went to pick up my son from daycare. I went to the bank, I came back, I was still on hold. And when the customer support agent finally came on the call, it was a two minute conversation that could have easily been handled in another way. Um, so after getting off the phone, I, you know, I realized that like, this is a huge problem. There's gotta be a better way. And as I got deeper and deeper into learning about the insurance space and 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 realizing like this is something that you know so you, that that is just you know it's so dated the industry there's so much uh, that we can do to provide the technology and the tools to provide a, a better customer experience and so you know we set out to build Pro Navigator with with a focus on how can we use some of the modern technology artificial intelligence machine learning to create a frictionless experience you know in this 24/7 on-demand economy that we're living in. 
And, uh, and to do that, we built AI-powered virtual assistants to help uh, you know, drive sales and productivity for our clients. So you're, we're leveraging things, and we can jump into it more, but things like machine learning, natural language processing, and more specifically, insurance industry knowledge to help customers like myself get quotes, answer questions, and um, and just just you know really coming with the thesis that companies that can save you time are going to win. So how do you address and and it, the question? And I think this has been the. This has been the beef that a lot of, let's say, traditional agents and, and carriers have had with insurtechs in general is that oftentimes it feels like the solutions are meant to cut out the personal relationship, which is so much defined our space and, and really been a success driver for so long. Um, how do you walk that line between um cutting cutting those individuals out and helping to amplify what those individuals are able to do so i think uh humans don't scale very well and um consumers are looking for 24 7 support so uh what we're seeing when we look at our conversations across our client base 30 percent of all our conversations are happening after hours and weekends so people are coming on they have answers to their questions they want to get quotes and they may be coming on as late as you know 12 o'clock at night um and i'll give let's, let's take jeff Ward for an example he's got his digital assistant powered by pro navigator uh called aiden and if you go to his team page, his our team page, he's put Aiden there as a, as a digital member of his team. And I think the messaging for his clients and prospects and customers is very clear, is that we want to be there when you need us. We can't always be here 24-7. Here's Aiden to assist and help you and get support. And if you ever need our help, Aiden will transition it over to us to, 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 to jump in and help you out and provide that support whenever you want it. Now, Aiden's getting smarter and learning. She can't do everything, but it's freeing us up as agents to be there when you really need us for the complex questions for you know the times when you you actually need our time and we're able to be there for you because we have this virtual assistant to to help you with a lot of the other tasks yeah and for those who are regular listeners of the show you'll remember when uh i spoke with jeff on this show and we talked about aiden and at the time i don't um yeah, I'm not sure. I, th- I think we mentioned uh, Pro Navigator, but you know the the interesting part to me is that many agents still believe you know car changes and updates to policies and printing out you know ID cards is part of their value, and I I, I couldn't disagree with that more and it's why i see you know i think it's i I think jeff is so ahead of his time by taking aiden and and literally making it's a it's a it's a female caricature and making her part of his team i think it's tremendous so you said um that she that she's still learning what what does that mean like for for someone who maybe doesn't necessarily understand machine learning ai maybe start at the basics and what does that mean she's she's learning so, yeah, so I'd love to jump into a little bit in terms of AI because I know that's a, it's a hype word that gets thrown around a lot. And um, specifically the technology that powers Aiden and, and a lot of our, our core technology is natural language processing. And what natural language processing does is that it, it captures the intention of a sentence. So if you come on and you say, you know, I've got a Honda Pilot, how much is that going to cost? Because it's trained on insurance-specific conversations, it's able to pick that up and, and realize, okay, the user is trying to get a quote. 
quote, and the type of quote is auto insurance. And then once we know what the intent is of that sentence, then we can provide a response. So that natural language processing or natural language understanding is trained on hundreds of thousands of conversations and specifically insurance specific conversations. So as a, as a, as a company, we're hundred percent focused on insurance. So, uh, the, and the many variations of how someone might say that sentence. So when, when we say that Aiden's learning and getting smarter is that um, each of those variations of how a customer may ask for quotes, may ask for service requests, claims, ask questions, uh, Aiden is picking those up and realizing, okay, when they said that, this is what they meant. Um, and then adding in uh, responses and answers to Aiden's knowledge base to continually improve and get smarter. Um, so, so that's how the kind of the core natural language processing works. It's two pieces. There's the understanding, which is essentially uh, like shared for all of our clients. So the more agencies that we have on, the more conversations we handle, the smarter it gets for everyone. And then there's the responses, which are unique and custom for each of our clients. And that's how those pieces work together. What is the main, so, so there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of, we'll just, I'll just throw a broad term, chat bot type products that claim to have AI. What is the difference between what you are talking about and what I've seen from a lot of other uh, products, which is really just like a, 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 a heavy decision tree. It's just a, a, you know what I mean? Like uh, if this, then that kind of statement, like like how is, how is what you're describing more powerful than say just like a standard algorithm based product? Yeah, so you know, at, at its core, um, you know, the way I like to think of, of machine learning or deep learning is they're essentially their prediction technologies. They fill in missing information. So they take the information that we have, which is the data, and then they find information we don't have. So the, the systems that truly have some sort of machine learning or deep learning inside, they've been trained on 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 data and information that's coming in. So the next time a question's in, they're they're able to figure out, okay, this is this is the the, the information that we need to find to fill that to figure out what it is that the person is trying to say. If you look at object identification, it's prediction technology. It's taking in signals and filling in the missing information, the labels, the meaning. Autonomous driving, it's prediction technology. We're predicting what a good human driver will do. Um, so, so you know, the, 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 the chatbots that are powered by machine learning or natural language processing are using these systems to to fill in missing information and gaps, even though it hasn't necessarily been trained on that information previously. And the ones that don't are essentially, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a interactive form where it's just collecting information and moving on to the next question. But if you ask it a question and you go off script, they'll fail. They're not able to handle where a user goes off because it's just, you know, designed to then move you on to the next question regardless of what you said. So let's say someone comes to the, comes to the website needs some information and interacts with, um, with, uh, um, you know, uh, an Aiden-esque tool. Um, you said the, 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 the objects, the questions, uh, you're able to learn across all the websites that have implemented ProNav, but uh, the responses are unique. So what that means is I can, uh, if, if you, if there's a, a thousand different ways to ask for an auto quote, you've learned what that is. But then inside the system from an agency specific standpoint, you're able to say, uh, if any one of these thousand ways 
someone asks the question and, you, and you've boiled that down to that means they're looking for an auto insurance quote. I then can uniquely deliver back the answer that I want to give to someone who's looking for an auto insurance quote. So even though you're learning across all these websites, the experience provided by my unique iteration of it uh, or, or the experience of my unique iteration is unique to my agency versus the others. That's exactly right. Yeah, There's, it's you can think of it as two pieces, the understanding and the responses, which is the, what we call the dialogue engine. Yeah. And that dialogue engine is completely custom to you. And in the process of when you're setting up your your chatbot or your avatar, or your digital assistant, that's, that's where you get to customize it and figure out, do I want this question asked? Do I want this type of response? Or just put in your own. Um, so that gives it that personality that I think is is so important. You know, you know, Ryan, when we when we launched, I found this so fascinating was that customers, consumers were saying thank you at the end of a conversation, knowing they were speaking with a chatbot or with a virtual assistant. And I was so fascinated by this because when's the last time we said thank you to an app on our phone for showing us the weather or thank you Microsoft Word for saving a document. Um, but, but you know, I think language and communication are so ingrained in, in who we are as human beings that by humanizing technology, we have this golden opportunity to kind of reimagine how we connect with machines and, and maybe more importantly, build a sense of, of trust between the, the, you know, the tools and technology we provide to our, to our customers and, and, the, and the brand, the companies that are, that are powering it, that are behind it. Um, so humanizing technology is so important. Um, I mean, back to Jeff because we're, we're on that topic you know he's looking for ways to continue drive engagement to to aid and so he would he'd program in a new question every month and you know the last question was like which human had insured his tongue for uh the most amount of money and it was something like a, an ice cream taster had insured his tongue for a million dollars but he would post that question and say hey go to our website ask aiden this question and uh and see what she says and people are like oh that's interesting like it share it come to the website and are you looking to get a quote while you're here and ask that question so so human technology I think is, is so key in this in this day and age how important do you think it is to be transparent that you're speaking to uh, an artificial intelligence we'll say versus a human being because if I know in some instances it's almost portrayed as if you're talking to a human, but then you can tell from the responses at a certain point that it, you're not actually speaking to a human, which feels almost like a small betrayal. Um, you know, wh what is your recommendation? I know Jeff's Aiden is a it's, it's a cartoon image, therefore you almost immediately know you're not speaking to a human being. Um, do you think that's important, or like where do you what have you seen, and what is your experience? You know, I, I, I strongly recommend that you tell people what it is. That transparency is so key. And people will know. Like, if you start talking to Aiden about the weather or the latest score, it's not going to know. It's trained on, on a specific task. It's trained to help around insurance. Yes, there is some small talk put in. Hey, hey you're smart. You're clever. Thanks so much. But, but it's, not, it's not general intelligence. And, and, um, and, I, and I always strongly recommend that you let people know. You could always say there's a team behind it if, if, you, if you ever get stuck. We'll trans transition it over, and one of our live agents will jump in. But I, you know, be transparent is definitely the way to go because if it, you know, if people feel tricked, exactly like you said. Yeah, I've seen agencies implement chat programming, not necessarily chatbots, but chat programming, and it feels like oftentimes they fail. And the reason they fail is because eventually they stop. 
uh, like like manning, uh, having having someone there in response. So with um, with the tool that you're providing at ProNav, how important is it that someone is always there, and how quickly does someone from the team during business hours need to jump in if uh, if the 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 bot, the you know, I don't know how to properly refer to an ambiguous machine uh, intelligent <laughs> personality um, can't uh, can't answer the specific question that's being asked yeah and, and I many many of our, our prospects or people we've talked with clients even have live chat but two things one either no one's ever available and you're just waiting there or secondly it requires you to log in I mean type your name type your email address type a message and it's just providing more friction points for the user um, so uh, I, I truly believe in human augmentation where it's humans plus machines to provide a better experience machines really good at what they do and humans really good at what they do and so we do have that optionality where if the chat chatbot doesn't understand or someone wants to speak with a live agent, the chatbot will notify and ping somebody to jump into the conversation. Um, and then that person can take over the conversation. And if it's after hours or nobody comes on within a set amount of time, the chatbot will come back on and say, we've pushed your information in and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. And and I think that's 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 a, an approach that works well because the chatbot is, is I'm not going to say deflecting because deflecting is kind of like, you know, making it sound like they don't want to talk to people, but it is handling in some cases up to 60% of the conversations that are coming in. And so you only have to handle the remaining and, and that way you're able to jump in and, and, and help that person out. But if you're not going to jump in, then I, I think you should be transparent and say, you know, I'm sorry, we don't have someone available, but we're going to get back to you within 24 hours or as soon as possible. Um, instead of having someone just, you know, be there waiting for someone, you're never going to actually take over the conversation. Yeah. There's nothing worse than when you hit a chat feature on a website and you do not like you came to that chat for you're looking for an answer to your question. And if, you know what I mean? Like you want some sort of uh, conclusion, even if that conclusion is we have to get back to you. Like the, 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 you know, just having it kind of drift off into like waiting zone. Oh, it's almost, it's probably worse than being. It's worse than a phone. Yeah, I agree. And I think there was a study got done out that people expect more instant responses from live chat than they do from any other channel yeah so um yeah if you're gonna have it you've got to be you've got to be able to be there for it so today where are you seeing the most success or the most adoption is it in the front line quoting selling that that type of uh process or is it more in the servicing um printing id cards or or answering service-based questions yeah, so when we looked at the data quite recently, we, it looks um, 70% of all conversations is quoting a new business. So that has primarily been our our focus on, on um, providing instant quoting in some cases or just walking customers. You could think of it like a coach, coaching them through the quoting process so that, you know, they could ask questions in that process. So, you know, things like, oh, will a, will a conviction impact my premium? Or, you know, what about a DUI? And those kind of questions as users are going through, the chatbot is trained to coach and assist them as they go through the process. So we're seeing much higher conversions uh, on uh, through like a chatbot than a static web form that kind of just sits there and waits to be filled out. Um, and then the service side, you know, part of the challenge I think with the service side is getting access to the agency management systems and in, in Canada they call them broker management systems. Uh, for a long time, most of them have closed. They don't have APIs to get into. I think things are changing and there are some players that are coming in. But um, in that case, it's hard for us to pull 
pull information out of these agency management systems unless we can connect to their API. So that's something we're working through, but it's definitely been a challenge uh, getting access to the, for the service side of things. That is the, the ultimate challenge in our industry is the, the walled gardens of the two mega agency management systems, right? Yeah. When, when those open up, the uh, oh, the places we shall go as an industry. Um, so what about, what about the carriers? So it, or let, me, let me put the asset a different way because that, that's not necessarily important. Um, so your tool has uh, a fairly open API that if I have other tools, I could, I could, we could, you could build connections into them. So if I had uh, a CRM system or another data management system of some sort where it, you know, there was a business case to, to pull that data in, that's something that's possible? Yeah, 100%. And I, and I don't think we talk about APIs enough as, a, as, an, as an industry or just in general. We're always talking about, you know, IoT, machine learning or the dreaded blockchain. But, uh, you know, APIs, this is, this is how, you know, we connect everything together. You know, we need those highways so that we can run the, the machines over them and, and, and pass things back and forth. So uh, I think things are changing. I, I do see both, uh, you know, the carriers opening up their APIs. Uh, I think there's a couple of agency management systems that are doing the same and, and, and very excited and looking forward to when we can we can do it so much better. Mike Albert from Ask Kodiak was uh, was was pitching me where all four of the InsureTech showcase sessions at Elevate on Sunday this year, all four of them should just be about APIs because it's like that important of a topic to our industry. Yes. He's like, we yes. should talk about, no one should be allowed to talk about anything but APIs, just APIs for four hours. I was like, well, that might get to be a bit much. But, you know, the point being, um, all the sexy buzzwords aside, uh, if we don't have have, like you said, if we don't have the pipes to connect the tools, that <laughs> they really lose uh, their value because you're still trying to hack together solutions that allow them to talk to each other, which has been our yeah. problem for so long. Um, yes. So, so where do you see this this technology going? Like, obviously, you un- we understand the use cases today, and it's probably still a vastly underutilized tool. I mean, probably that's even a that's even an understatement how how few agencies are actually using something like this. I think I think if you're if you're listening to this show today and you do not give uh, Joseph and the team at Pro Navigator a call to at least demo this system and see if it works for you, I think you're out of your mind. Um, if, if I could figure out a, a way to easily implement it into um, into trustedchoice.com and by easily, it has nothing to do with, with Joseph and his team, um, uh, we would. We've been talking about it for a while and probably still will at some point. Um, but it... Where is it going? So we, we kind of, you, you explained what it looks like today and how people are using it. Like just, you know, looking into your crystal ball a little bit, where do you see these things start to go and how do you see them mixing with a, with an agency's customer experience? Yeah, I keep coming back to that, Ryan, where, you know, companies that can save you time and create a frictionless buying experience are going to win, right? We, you look at the world today, you look at the, the Amazons and the Ubers of this world, you know, Uber promises a car is going to arrive in three minutes and it does. And consumers are saying, you know, how come I can't get this kind of predictably great experience when it, when it comes to my insurance? You know, so, so in that world where we think we're moving towards, you know, infinite number of supply, infinite number of options, we, you know, and, and the buyers, you know, meaning all of us, we have all the power in the world. We have all the decision making in the world. So 
you know, I think we have to really reimagine everything, not just the policies and the products that we're selling, but how we're selling them, how we're marketing them. You know, how do we build systems or buy systems that are going to provide that best customer experience possible? And in a way that our consumers are demanding. Here you go on, you know, on your terms, when it's convenient for you. Not when it's convenient for me as a company or an agency, but when it's convenient for you as, as a customer. So, so I, you know, we're seeing this massive shift and, um, you know, we, we talk about things like, uh, and I listened to the podcast earlier with Jeff around voice, right? Where you see these, um, you know, these smart home speakers, the Alexas, the Google Homes of this world um, becoming, again, coming back to that speed and convenience. If I can just ask Alexa a question and give me an answer instantly and I move on with my day that's that's convenience i'll i'll be willing to pay even more for that product and service because it just saved me a bunch of time um so we're very bullish on voice i think we're going to start to see more and more of that technology be a part of our day-to-day lives and and really who knows what's next but if you but as an agency could be you know virtual reality or whatever is coming up in the future but if you think of these tools machine learning ai some of the stuff we're doing and other great startups that i know um, think of it as, as as adding a layer of intelligence. So regardless of where your customers are coming in from, think of how you can add some sort of layer of intelligence to assist that customer out or maybe assist your customer support uh, team out um, and then integrating that into your back end. So you've got where customers are coming in from, whether it's chat, whether it's voice, whether it's uh, you know email, and then you figure out, okay, well, how do we add a layer of intelligence to, to assist and help and provide that experience? And then how do we integrate that into some of our, some of our backend systems. Um, so, so that's kind of how I look at the, the kind of the technology stack in terms of some of these tools that are available. I, I just, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it, you know, you look, you know, Amazon is such an overused example, but it's just so incredibly true over and over again. I will buy, I will see something I want, and then I will go to Amazon and buy it for the exact same price simply because I know I can have it in two days with, through Prime. Like, I just know it will be there in two days. Like, there's no screwing around with whoever the, you know, the, the company's product that I want, you know, who are they going to ship it with, you know, am I going to have to sign all this nonsense. I just go to Amazon, boom, it's in my house in two days. Just, boop, there it is. And yeah. it's the same exact price. Yet I will I will close the navigation bar and open Amazon and search for the product in Amazon and buy it there. I, I would even buy it if it's a few dollars more. I mean, if it's close, I'm buying it on Amazon just because everything is right there. It's easy, convenient, and and I know what I'm going to get. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and and tools like what you're talking about, building in an, an, an AI teammate into your agency may sound like a funny concept to, to some of the people listening, but guys, this is this is real life stuff. I mean, consumers consumers want their problems solved. And if if a if a chatbot personality, I I hate to call it a chatbot because it just seems like more than that. But um, uh, you know, can, can solve that problem, then that's a win. And 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 I feel like and 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 I and I'm sure you share this uh, sentiment, Joseph. I know I know I know Jeff does. I don't think consumers, that that experience doesn't take away from the value that they get from your agency. It adds to the value. I think for a long time, there was this belief that if if you didn't talk to a human, then you thought, you know, then then people would just assume we're replaceable. And I don't think that's true. I think the consumers say to themselves, geez, they put this tool in place that makes me so easy to use, that makes it so easy for me to work with them. I'm going to, I'm going to, why would I ever leave? Right? I mean, that's where I think happens. So, um, 
Man, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited to have you at Elevate. Uh, for, for those of you that are coming to the conference, uh, Joseph's going to be on a panel on Sunday. I don't remember exactly which time it is. You can find it on the agenda. Um, he's part of the InsureTech Showcase. He's going to be around for the entire conference. If you're not coming to the conference, uh, go to, and it's, it's uh, pronavigator.com. Dot uh, AI. Dot AI. Pronavigator.ai. Go to pronavigator.ai. Get a demo at a minimum. I'm not telling you to buy it. You make your choices, whatever you're going to do. Uh, you got to see if it fits your agency, if you like it, all that good stuff. But but just understanding that this technology is out there and whether now is the time or not and whether Pro Navigator is the tool or not, uh, you know, I can't make that decision for you. You have to. But um, the reason Joseph's on the show is because this this is very legitimate technology. It is, you know, and, and, and Jeff Roy is using it and he is, I mean, he's so hot on this. It's unbelievable. And... Um, um, and more and more agencies are going to start taking this on. Now is the time. I think the technology is there. Uh, I think Pro Navigator has matured to the point where um, they're doing incredible stuff. And uh, if you've been on the sidelines kind of thinking about live chat and chatbots and what it could mean, um, this is absolutely positively one of the tools that you have to demo. You have to. Um, and I highly recommend if you're coming to Elevate that you seek uh, you seek Joseph out, introduce yourself, and, uh, and ask him some questions yourself. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ryan. You're too kind. And, and, you know, I think more, I just want to share what's out there, you know, and then the technology that is available, whether it's us or others, this is a tool that's affordable and practical and actually is going to drive ROI. You know, we've seen some of our clients see a 33% increase in, in, in lead conversion from their website without redesigning their website, yeah. just from the current traffic that's coming on. So, so, so we have plenty of use cases and, 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 and success stories that we love to share, but whether it's this or there's other technology out there, you know, test, get it out. You know, the way, the way I like to think about it in, in terms of, you know, AI and machine learning, you know, you think about Google search, for example, they're, their search engine is is super valuable today because of the billions of searches that have happened in the last you know years. But their competitive advantage one year from now is going to be the searches that are happening today and tomorrow that are going to go back and retrain these algorithms so that that product is relevant for how customers are searching today. So when you think about machine learning or AI, get a product out there, figure something out, test, try, learn, fail, maybe even. Get something out, learn from those experiences, have these algorithms learn from those experiences, and make sure that that, that that product then is actually working and fitting the needs of, of, of your clients today. Amen, brother. I appreciate it. Guys, pronavigator.ai, go check it out. Thank you for listening to this show. Joseph, thank you for coming on and sharing your experience, man. I believe in what you're doing. I think uh, I think you got a real uh, winner on your hands, and I hope some of the audience takes advantage and, and starts to help feed that algorithm. Um, guys, if you're listening and you're not subscribed, subscribe. We interview tons of great thought leaders, tons of great insurance technology providers and thought leaders like Joseph and, and others like Jeff Roy, who we mentioned 400 times as well. And, uh, and, and just make sure you subscribe. That's the best way to support the show. Otherwise, we will catch you on the flip side. We're out of here. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Awesome, man. That was if they show love, I'm going to show it back. If the catch is too small, I'm going to throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. Ah, right, yeah, let's do that again. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. Ah, right, yeah, let's get into it. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Like smash hopes, half empty, not as glasses broke. And I'm the captain of this crash.
we ecstatic if we happen to have a repeat here. Thanks to Pro Leader, I'm rapping the heaters while passing the reefer. Man, that's what I call having a breather. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. Pre- 